Every year, unbelieving Americans observe Earth Day, and many Christians find the practice sad because so many environmentalists worship the Earth while rejecting the God who created the Earth. But all Christians everywhere should care very much about the environment because God expects them to steward it. That means that we all have divine expectations on our lives for how we care for and use the resources God provides. It's not a choice we get to make for ourselves. So, wouldn't the best way to observe Earth Day be celebrating the God who made the Earth? The one true God of the universe has existed since eternity past in ultimate perfection. He spoke the cosmos into existence for his soul, honor, and glory. He moved heaven and earth to redeem mankind, even though we have nothing to offer him. And he's given us everything we need for life and godliness in his word. He deserves our worship. He deserves our adoration. He deserves our praise. I'm your host, A.M. Brucer, and this is the Celebration of God. If you have been enjoying the Celebration of God podcast, will you please take a moment to rate and review us? I know it can seem like an inconvenience, but the blessing of leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Facebook far exceeds the trouble. Trust me. So thank you to all of you who have rated and reviewed us so far. Thank you for downloading and listening and helping our show move up in the rankings. Even though we are relatively new to the podcast scene, the Celebration of God is often in the top 50 shows in the Christianity category of our host. It took Truth Love Parent much longer to move up the rankings that quickly, and I want you to know that we appreciate every time you listen and share it with your friends. So go ahead and take that next step by rating and reviewing the show, and then head over to celebrationofgod.com and check out our blog for today's free episode notes and transcript. Okay, now let's talk about this thing called Stewardship Day. As many of you know, the celebration of God is a discipleship experience whereby we are learning to worship God every moment of every day, whether it's a high holy day or an average Thursday at 1.53 p.m. And we're starting off our first year looking specifically at the holidays that populate our Christian calendar. And those holidays fall into three different categories. Number one, we observe many of the historically celebrated holidays like Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. Number two, we've created a number of brand new holidays like Creation Week and the Consummation. And number three, we're redeeming a handful of holidays that don't typically make it onto most Christian schedules. Halloween is probably the one that comes to mind first when I say that, but Valentine's Day, Veterans Day, and Independence Day are also other examples. Now, if you're new to the show, I highly recommend you listen to our introductory episodes. They will give you all the information you need to understand our goals for the year-long celebration of God and answer most of your questions. But I will say that one of the biggest reasons we redeem otherwise secular holidays is the fact that all Christians are to worship God every single moment of every single day of every single year. I don't get to stop worshiping God on St. Patrick's Day just because it's St. Patrick's Day. So the question is, should we reject the entire observance of the day, or can I glorify God by purposefully worshiping Him within the observance or celebration of that particular holiday? Well, today's holiday is a perfect example. In America, on April 22nd, many people are going to observe Earth Day. Now, it's not a national holiday. No one gets to take off of work. Schools still meet, but many people, especially those who are passionate about the environment, make strides to celebrate the day in any way they can. According to EarthDay.org, quote, From its very inception, Earth Day has been about civil society mobilization. In 1970, 20 million individuals at the time, 10% of the U.S. population, mobilized to call for greater protections for our planet. This became the world's first Earth Day. 
In the 50 years since that first Earth Day, EarthDay.org has created civically-oriented innovative programs with partners both inside and outside of the environmental movement to tackle new challenges. Our environmental campaigns mobilize individuals around the world on issues from voter registration to environmental education, end quote. Now, EarthDay.org is a very liberal organization, but even though they aren't the official spokespeople for the holiday, they do represent very well many of the people who herald the day. They champion environmental causes, including climate change, conservation, and pollution. Some of their causes are valuable and well-intentioned, and some are very politically charged. Now, if you Google how to celebrate Earth Day, one of the first sites I found suggests landscaping, riding a bike to work, making a bird feeder, starting a community garden, and committing to carrying reusable bags with you when you shop. As you can tell, the idea is to make changes that will have a positive impact on the environment. Now, some of you are completely on board with this, but others of you are squinting and pursing your lips a bit because you recognize the false foundation of these otherwise noble endeavors. And that's why the celebration of God doesn't promote Earth Day. That's right, we don't promote it. But that's also why we created Stewardship Day. Now, I have a number of other podcast episodes I've included in the description of today's episode that will explain to you why I created Stewardship Day and the Sanctified Sustainability Movement. I highly encourage all Christians to listen to those episodes because I believe many of us are missing out on some very important biblical concepts. But allow me to sum up the main point here. Christians should be the best environmentalists on the planet, and I can prove it from Scripture. However, before I do that, I need to point out that how we flex our environmentalism may be very different from the world's version because our starting points are very different. At least, they should be. The world celebrates Earth Day and pursues environmentalism for two main reasons. Number one, they love the Earth. We could even say that many of them worship the Earth. And number two, they love themselves and want to make sure the world is as healthy and enjoyable as it can be for them and their kids. But Christians should approach environmentalism from the perspective that we know, love, and worship God. The only reason we should interact with the creation in any way is to please the Lord. So, if a Christian discovers that God has an expectation for how we steward the creation, then they will be very interested in submitting to that expectation and honoring God through their obedience. So, let's talk about preparing for, celebrating, and discipling during Stewardship Day. While we do, we'll look at a number of passages that will help us better understand God's expectations for our stewardship of the earth. Number one, preparation. As always, you can go to celebrationofgod.com, click on the Holidays tab, select Stewardship Day, and find a bunch of resources to help you celebrate God on April 22nd. One of those resources is our Stewardship Day Bible Reading. Many of you have contacted us to thank us for these Bible reading suggestions and schedules, and we look forward to making more and more in the future. The Bible readings are designed for two purposes. Purpose number one is to help you prepare your mind for worship on the holiday. It's too easy to rush through life, and then the holiday arrives and it surprises us because we weren't ready for it. The Jews had preparations built into their special holy days that allowed them to get ready for the event so that they weren't distracted on the day of or so that they didn't break any ceremonial laws. Well, we don't have any ceremonial laws about which to worry, but we do need to take some time to prepare our minds. The Bible readings also have a celebratory function, though, and we'll talk about that in a minute. The best thing we can do to prepare for Stewardship Day is to meditate on God's Word. Talk with Him about creation and His expectations for you, and involve others in the process. Number two, celebration. Again, the best way to celebrate any holiday is to focus on celebrating the God of the holiday. This isn't about celebrating the earth. This is about worshiping God. He should be the focus. 
The day should be filled with giving God the preeminence, gratitude, submission, and being a shining light to the world. Yes, it's completely appropriate to observe Stewardship Day by riding your bike to work, planting a tree, or doing creation-friendly crafts. In fact, the podcast episodes I referenced earlier are filled with ways your family can reduce waste in your homes, embrace sanctified sustainability, and steward the earth better. Check them out if you're interested in more practical ways you can enjoy Stewardship Day. But if we don't make God the source and goal of that stewardship, then it's no better than the world's idolatry on Earth Day. So we recommend you take some time to read from the Bible reading— Here's an example of the kinds of passages you'll find. Genesis 1.28 lays out the creation mandate where God sets forth his plan for man's stewardship of the earth and everything on it. Proverbs 12.10 is one of the many verses that teaches us that God does want us to care for our animals. It says, A righteous man has regard for the life of his animal, but even the compassion of the wicked is cruel. Now, please understand, the same God that wrote that verse also told us that he created animals in part to clothe and feed us. It's not a sin to eat animals. Jesus himself did it. This is a perfect example of how Christians might approach the celebration differently than unbelievers. Whereas an unbeliever may say it's worse to eat an egg than it is to abort a baby, Christians understand their stewardship in light of God's character as revealed in the scripture. Therefore, though Christians can eat animals, we're still going to regard them and treat them well. We're not going to torture them or force them to live in terrible conditions or kill them with no purpose. But you'll also find verses about general stewardship as well. For example, when Jesus fed the 5,000, he instructed the disciples to gather up the leftover fragments so that nothing will be lost. You see, God hates waste and Jesus never wasted anything. But it's also not just food that we shouldn't waste. Proverbs 4.2 says, For I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. We encourage you to take time on Stewardship Day to reflect on and practice these truths, but you should also invite others to participate with you. Number three, discipling. In addition to reading the passages, discussing what you read, and praying, you and your fellow disciples should also apply them. Maybe your class can participate in a park cleanup. Perhaps your church can adopt a highway. It would be great if your family planted a fruit tree. Just remember that Christ-honoring discipleship is always going to involve you and your fellow disciples growing in your knowledge and understanding of God and then living wisely as you submit to God in obedience. Once again, I encourage you to listen to the other episodes I've linked. You can find them on the Stewardship Day resource page at celebrationofgod.com. God's creation of this world and everything on it is so amazing and important that we take a week to worship God because of it. Stewardship Day is just another fantastic opportunity for us to be reminded of God's expectations for how we care for this temporary earthly home. And I would say that the best way to worship God is to continue stewarding everything He's given you every day of the year, your resources, time, money, relationships, and even the truth He's given to you. Please share this episode on your favorite social media outlets and join us next time as I give us all a crash course in Ascension and Pentecost. If you want to know God better, celebrate Him more, and help the ones you love to do the same, subscribe to this podcast and visit celebrationofgod.com to learn more about this dynamic discipleship resource. And remember, the Celebration of God is a listener-supported ministry.